Bendon Shakespeare Presents A Midsummer Night's Dream by William Shakespeare Act 4 Sit thee down upon this flowery bed, while I thy amiable cheeks do coy, and stick musk roses in thy sleek, smooth head, and kiss thy fair, large ears, my gentle joy. Where's Bees Blossom? Ready. Scratch my head, Bees Blossom. Where's Monsieur Cobweb? Ready. Monsieur Cobweb, good Monsieur, get you your weapons in your hand and kill me a red-hipped humblebee on the top of a thistle. And, good Monsieur, bring me the honey bag. Do not fret yourself too much in the action, Monsieur. And, good Monsieur, have a care that the honey bag break not. I would be loath to have you overflown with the honey bag, Signor. Where's Monsieur Mustard Seed? Ready. Give me your neef, Monsieur Mustard Seed. Pray you, leave your courtesy, good Monsieur. What's your will? Nothing, good Monsieur, but to help Cavalry Cobweb to scratch. I must to the barber's, Monsieur. For methinks I am marvellous airy about the face, and I am such a tender ass. If my hair do but tickle me, I must scratch. What? Wilt thou hear some music, my sweet love? I have a reasonable good ear in music. Let's have the tongues and the bones. Or say, sweet love, what thou desirest to eat. Truly, I beg a provender. I could munch your good dry oats. Methinks I have a great desire to a bottle of hay. Good hay, sweet hay, hath no fellow. I have a venturous fairy that shall seek the squirrel's hoard and fetch thee new nuts. I had rather have a handful or two of dried peas. But, I pray you, let none of your people stir me. I have an expedition of sleep call for me. Sleep thou, and I will wind thee in my arms. Fairies, be gone, and be all ways away. So doth the woodbine the sweet honeysuckle gently entwist. The female ivy so enrings the barky fingers of the elm. Oh, how I love thee, how I dote on thee. Welcome, good Robin. Seest thou this sweet sight? I doubted now I do begin to pity. For meeting her of late behind the wood, seeking sweet favours from this hateful fool. I did upbraid her and fall out with her. For she is hairy temples then had rounded with a coronet of fresh and fragrant flowers. And that same dew which sometime on the buds was wont to swell like round and orient pearls, stood now within the pretty floweret's eyes like tears that did their own disgrace bewail. When I had at my pleasure taunted her, and she in mild terms begged my patience, I then did ask of her her changeling child. Straight she gave me, and her fairy sent to bear him to my bower in fairyland. And now I have the boy. I will undo this hateful imperfection of her eyes. And gentle pug, take this transformed scalp from off the head of this Athenian swain, that he, 
awaking when the other do, may all to Athens back again repair. And think no more of this night's accidents, but as the fierce vexation of a dream. But first I will release the fairy queen. Be as thou wast wont to be, see as thou wast wont to see. Diane's bud or Cupid's flower hath such force and blessed power. Now, my Titania, wake you, my sweet queen. My Oberon, what visions have I seen? <laughs> Methought I was enamored of an ass. <laughs> there lies your love. How came these things to pass? Oh, how my eyes do loathe his visage now. Silence Robin, take off his head. Titania, music call and strike more dead than common sleep of all these five percents. Music, ho. Oh. Music such as charmeth sleep. Music still. Now when thou wakest, with thine own fool's eyes peep. Sound music. Come, take hands with me, and rock the ground whereon these sleepers be. Now thou and I are new in amity, and will tomorrow midnight solemnly dance in Duke Theseus' house triumphantly, and bless it all to fair prosperity. There shall the pairs of faithful lovers be wedded with Theseus all in jollity. Fairy king, attend and mark, I do hear the morning lark. Then my queen, in silence sad, trip we after the night's shade. We the globe can compass soon, swifter than the wandering moon. Come, my lord, and in our flight, tell me how it came this night that I, sleeping here, was found with these mortals on the ground. Go, one of you, find out the forester, for now our observation is performed, and since we have the favor of the day, my love shall hear the music of my hounds. Uncouple in the western valley, let them go. Dispatch, I say, and find the forester. We will, fair queen, up to the mountain's top and mark the musical confusion of hounds and echo in conjunction. I was with Hercules and Cadmus once, when in a wood of Crete they bade the bear with hounds of Sparta. Never did I hear such gallant chiding, for besides the groves, the skies, the fountains, every region near seemed all one mutual cry. I never heard so musical a discord, such sweet thunder. My hounds are bred out of the Spartan kind, so flued, so sanded, and their heads are hung with ears that sweep away the morning dew. 
crook-kneed and dew-lapped like the salient bulls, slow in pursuit but matched in mouth like bells, each under each. A cry more tunable was never hollowed nor cheered with horn, in Crete, in Sparta, nor in Thessaly. Judge when you hear. Oh, ah, but soft. What nymphs are these? My lord, this is my daughter here asleep. And this Lysander. This Demetrius is. This Helena, old Nadar's Helena. I wonder of their being here together. No doubt they rose up early to observe the rite of May, and hearing our intent came here in grace our solemnity. But speak, Aegeus, is not this the day that Hermia should give answer of her choice? It is, my lord. Go, bid the huntsmen wake them with their horns. Pardon, my lord. I pray you all stand up. Now, I know you two are rival enemies. How comes this gentle concord in the world that hatred is so far from jealousy to sleep by hate and fear no enmity? My lord, I shall reply amazedly, half sleep, half waking. But as yet, I swear I cannot truly say how I came here. But as I think for truly what I speak, and now do I bethink me, so it is, I came with Hermia hither. Our intent was to be gone from Athens where we might, without the peril of Athenian law. Enough, enough, my lord, you have enough. I beg the law, the law upon his head. They would have stolen away. They would, Demetrius, thereby to have defeated you and me, you of your wife, and me of my consent, of my consent that she should be your wife. My lord, fair Helen told me of their stealth, of this, their purpose, hither to this wood. And I in fury hither followed them, fair Helena in fancy following me. But my good lord, I wot not by what power, but by some power it is. My love to Hermia melted as the snow. Seems to me now as the remembrance of an idol god which in my childhood I did dote upon. And all the faith, the virtue of my heart, the object and the pleasure of mine eye, is only Helena. Uh, to her, my lord, was I betrothed ere I saw Hermia. But like in sickness did I loathe this food, but as in health, come to my natural taste. Now I do wish it, love it. Long for it, and will forevermore be true to it. Fair lovers, you are fortunately met. Of this discourse we more will hear anon. Aegis, I will overbear your will, for in the temple, by and by, with us, these couples shall eternally be knit. And for the morning now is something worn. Our purposed hunting shall be set aside. Away with us to Athens, three and three. We'll hold a feast in great solemnity. Come, Hippolyta. These things seem small and undistinguishable. Methinks I see things with parted eye, when everything seems double. 
So methinks. And I have found Demetrius like a jewel. Mine own, and not mine own. Are you sure that we are awake? It seems to me that yet we sleep, we dream. Do not you think the Duke was here and bid us follow him? Yes. And my father. And Hippolyta. And he did bid us follow to the temple. Why, then we are awake. Let's follow him. And, by the way, let us recount our dreams. When my cue comes, call me, and I will answer. My next is Most Fair Pyramus. Hi, ho. Peter Quince. Flute, the bellows vendor. Snout, the tinker. Starveling. God's my life stolen hence and left me asleep. I have had a most rare vision. I have had a dream past the wit of man to say what dream it was. Man is but an ass if he go about to expound this dream. Methought I was... There is no man can tell what. Methought I was, and methought I had... But man is but a patch fool if he will offer to say what methought I had. The eye of man hath not heard. The ear of man hath not seen, a man's hand is not able to taste his tongue to conceive, nor his heart to report what my dream was. I will get Peter Quince to write a ballad of this dream. It shall be called Bottom's Dream, because it hath no bottom, and I will sing it in the latter end of a play before the Duke. But adventure, to make it more gracious, I shall sing it at her death. Bottom's house? Is he come home yet? He cannot be heard of. Out of doubt, he is transported. If he come not, then the play is marred. It goes not forward, doth it? It is not possible. You have not a man in all Athens able to discharge Pyramus but he. No, he had simply the best wit of any handicraft man in Athens. Yea, and the best person, too. And he is a very paramour for a sweet voice. You must say paragon. A paramour is, God bless us, a thing of naught. Masters, the duke is coming from the temple, and there is two or three lords or ladies more married. If our sport had gone forward, we had all been made men. Oh, sweet bully bottom, thus hath he lost sixpence a day during his life. He could have not escaped sixpence a day, and the duke had not given him sixpence a day for playing Pyramus. 
I'll be hanged. He would have deserved it. Sixpence a day in Pyramus or nothing. Where are these lads? Where are these aunts? Madam, almost courageous day. Almost happy hour. Masters, I am to discourse wonders. But ask me not what, for if I tell you I am no true Athenian, I will tell you everything right as it fell out. Let us hear, sweet bottom. Not a word of me. All that I will tell you is that a duke hath dined. Get your apparel together, good strings to your beers, new ribbons to your pumps. Meet presently at the palace, every man look o'er his part, for the short and the long is, our play is preferred. In any case, let this be out clean linen, and let not him that plays the lion pare his nails, for they shall hang out for the lion's claws. And, most dear actors, eat no onions nor garlic, for we are to utter sweet breath, and I do not doubt but to hear them say it is a sweet comedy. No more words. Away! Go away! A Midsummer Night's Dream, Act 4, by William Shakespeare. Featuring the voice talents of Tim Kelby as Oberon, Teresa J. McGarry as Titania, David Alexander MacDonald as Bottom, Melissa Tribble as Puck, Paula Cartwright as Peace Blossom, Perry Whittle as Aegeus, Philip Weber as Theseus, Fiona Thrale as Hippolyta, Catherine Pride as Helena, Ara Pelodi as Hermia, David Alt as Lysander, Daniel Monson as Demetrius, Chris Pyle as Quince, Chris Britton as Snug, Quint as Starveling, and Jerry Crawford as Flute. Original music and direction by David Alexander MacDonald, Appendant Audio Production, Executive Producer, Jeffrey Bridges. Thank you for listening. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.